The one play that highlights Boston's obsession with getting Jason Tatum the ball, even when he doesn't need it down the stretch. I'll show that to you. And does DeJounte Murray coming back hurt the Hawks? We'll talk about that and more right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to your device if you're a subscriber. So whichever app you use, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. Regular listeners, thank you so much for, for being part of the show. Atlanta Hawks fans, yeah, I see you. I see you. Go ahead. Get get all your yelling out in, uh, in the comment section on the YouTube page. Everyone else, if you want to hop in there and defend the show's honor and the Celtics' honor in the YouTube comment section, go for it. I'm John Corrales. I used to play Once Upon a Time, and now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Uh, later on, we'll talk about the Celtics and still their path to the East, which continues to be, uh, this is still a golden opportunity for them. So we cannot lose sight of this, and they cannot lose sight of that. DeJounte Murray's coming back. He had an interesting reaction to uh, getting to play one more game. His season is not over. We'll talk about that next. But let me bring Tom Westerholm in to start our conversation about the last six-minute offense. And just, I think the overarching thing, Tom, is stop looking for Jason Tatum like he's the only good player on the team. First of all, hi, Tom. How are you? You know, I just feel so correct. You know, we, we really we predicted Celtics in six. We really said the Hawks were going to be a tough matchup for the Celtics. We've, oh, had, yeah. nothing, we've nothing. had nothing but respect for the Hawks this whole time. Completely. Realistically, Trey Young is um, just such an amazing player. I, I, I mean, I, I personally, he competes for. so hard on the defensive hmm. end. I just you love know, the, just, Yeah, He overcomes every little thing. That I like be being right the way yeah. we've been right for this. You know, like yeah. I, I like. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm good, man. <laughs> All right, so we were talking about this before the game, and we, we hit on something. The Celtics, for some reason, when we, we're all trying to figure out what, 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 what happens in the last few minutes of these games where the offense stagnates, where things start to fall apart, what, what's the difference? I literally asked Jalen Brown. He did not answer my question directly. What's the difference between you had, a, you had a couple of those yesterday? <laughs> like you I asked two, two, direct, two direct questions that just got stepped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Euro stepped around those those questions. I asked him what the difference is between forty minutes or forty two minutes of great, you know, really great offense, and then six minutes of crap offense. I didn't say crap. I should have. <laughs> um, but um, and he just didn't. He oh, there, there's no difference. Like you know, th- there absolutely is a difference. Right. And I think what we hit on is. The Celtics continue to only look for Jason Tatum. And we say, well, Jason Tatum just, he starts to take over. He tries to take over down the stretch. And yeah, he shouldn't. But I think the Celtics go overboard. This is a team with a bunch of really good players. And we we talk about their depth 
and how good they are across the board and how many different guys can score and how many different guys can do a bunch of different things. And yet when it comes time to close a game, they start saying, okay, here's Jason Tatum. Everybody, we're just going to get out of his way. Why? I know he's the best player on the team and some people might debate that, but the strength of this team is not everything runs through Jason. The strength of this team is ball movement and cutting and all of that stuff. And they get away from that to play this. I don't know. Do they think they're supposed to play superstar basketball? And and that's why they do it. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I think there's a couple things with that. The first one, I do wonder if sometimes like Tatum gets the ball and especially late in the game, he does draw a lot of double teams. Right. And I, maybe that's part of it is kind of waiting for that double team to come and then kind of create that advantage. And then, you know, I mean, because Tatum has shown over and over this season that when he, when he gets the double team, he usually makes the right play out of double teams. Like he, he's a very willing passer in those situations. So maybe, maybe that's part of what they're waiting for. But you know, like the larger point is that when the Celtics put this team together in the off season, right. When they went out and got Malcolm Brogdon last year, when they went and got Derek white, the, the team that they have put together is built to withstand the times when Jason Tatum gets a little streaky because that does happen to him. You know, this like this is not the first time that Tatum has gone eight for 21. Honestly, this this happened last year during the playoffs and it was a big issue. And the Celtics, you know, didn't have enough depth like we saw guys who probably shouldn't have been trying to, like, you know, step up and, and take bigger roles, having to step up and try to take bigger scoring roles. This year's team is built to not have to do that. This year's team has Malcolm Brogdon. It has Derek White. It has, you know, Al Horford shooting like 45% until he got to the playoffs because now for some reason he doesn't want to shoot anymore. Like, like they, they have all these guys. And of course, they have Jalen Brown, right? Who had, I thought, I mean, the first three quarters of yesterday's game were like one of the best games I've seen from him in months. And that's, and he's had a good few months. Like he was... Yeah utterly dominant for like three quarters like they have other plenty of other guys lots of other guys who can pick up the slack in these moments and you're right like you know we see it often just kind of devolve into okay now it's now it's Tatum time and that's 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 that doesn't have to happen this team is like yeah. it, that can happen when Tatum is is cooking but sure that you know he was one for ten yesterday you said it yeah. on yesterday's spot he was he was he was like he was like one for five. And at some point when you're one for five, why are you then one for six, one for seven, one for eight, one for nine, one for yeah. ten? Nobody on this team, without like with no exceptions, not a single player on this team can stay in front of you, including DeAndre Hunter. Like yeah. Yeah. baffling, baffling right. decisions. Attack. But, yeah. Attack. Attack. I'm gonna share a play here. So it, this is something you want to see on the YouTube page, but I will talk you through it uh, if you're listening on the audio side. Um, it's a play that happened with a couple minutes to go in the game. And this is, I think, an exact uh, idea of what I'm talking about here. So let me, so people on the YouTube page can see, um, this is a little bit behind where the play part. I'm going to mute it. Um, so. <laughs> So this is the Trey Young misses misses the shot, and here come the Celtics. Right, Marcus Smart gets the ball, and it's coming up the right side. I'm going to stop it right here. This is a scenario where, okay, if you're if you're just listening, Jason Tatum is not in the the picture yet. Marcus Smart has it basically right above the right elbow, 
Al Horford is in the right corner. Jalen Brown is spaced out to the left corner. And Robert Williams is heading to the dunker spot. This is a very advantageous situation for the Celtics. Marcus Smart being guarded by Trey Young, just go by him. Just drive by him because you know you can drive by him. Right for anybody for anybody not watching, there is a lot of space behind Trey Young. A lot of space to the right. Like there's a lot of room for Smart There's to do the that. entire lane is wide open. So option number one, just drive by him and get a layup. All right. So let's just say if he doesn't drive by and get a layup, what are the other options? John Collins, who is guarding Al Horford in the in the right corner, collapses in, and you got a Al Horford corner three pointer. I know that he. Hasn't been shooting them and hasn't been shooting them well, but an Al Horford corner three-pointer on a drive-in kick is a good shot. Statistically, a phenomenal shot. Right. The other option, Anyeka Kongu is guarding uh, Robert Williams over there on the, on the left side, dunker spot right on the block. Kongu has one foot just outside the charge circle. If Marcus drives, there's a good chance that all three of those guys are going to collapse. If he yeah. gets into the middle of the lane, where it's, which is wide open, if he gets to that charge circle, then all three Hawks are going to be on top of Smart, and he has his choice. Bogdanovich is out of the play. He's going to sit there and play too close to, to Jalen Brown. Throw the lob to Robert Williams. It's 113-111 yep. with 155 left. Throw, this is an opportunity to get an easy bucket throw the lob to Robert Williams when you drive or lay the ball in or get it to Al Horford for a, co- a corner three, which is statistically a great shot. What is like, he doing? Also, like two two days ago, uh, Robert Williams said that easily the best lob thrower on the team is Marcus. Marcus Smart. A hundred percent. Like they have a thing. Yep. So what does Marcus do? Dribbles, gets it out to, desperately looks for Tatum desperately looks for Tatum at the top of the key. He was in a hurry to get that ball to Jason. He, I don't understand. Then he goes to set a pick and whoop, illegal screen on DeAndre Hunter turnover. That play is exactly what I'm talking about. That play is Marcus Smart, your point guard, not just, oh, that was a bad foul. That was just a horrible decision and this desperation to get it to Tatum is is taking the Celtics out of other opportunities in this stretch run with Marcus with Trey Young in front of him. Dear God, with you know people talk about barbecue chicken. Oh my God, it's right there. Take the play that's in front of you. Get some points on the board. Go set your defense and get a stop. Make and Red Hot Trey Young work too. Make him work. Maybe he gets a foul. Maybe you frustrate him. But get a couple of points on the board. Yep. So that is that's that's one of my my takes here. And when the Celtics start to get away from what works, it's this weird obsession with gotta get it to J- Jason. Gotta get it to Jason. And you know what? Tom, I don't care if he draws the double teams. I don't care right. because. Oh. You don't have to just say, oh, if he gets the double teams, then you play four on three. Well, if you force him to get the ball and get to the double team, maybe sometimes the double teams work. Maybe you just are are starting to get away from looking at the floor and saying, yeah, 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 there's Jason, but oh my God, oh my God, I've got 
three good options. Smart layup. He's yep. a great finisher. Yep. Great lob thrower. Yep. Al's a great corner three-point shooter. How do you pass up all of those opportunities there for that play? Blows my mind. Yep. All right. Man, I I have just been I people people said disappointed dad energy yesterday. I, I felt like I was going for more like coach yelling at his players energy. Uh DeJounte Murray is coming back and uh he let the world know about it. <laughs> we'll talk about that in just a second. First, this show brought to you by eBay, eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same for when it comes to your vehicle. Every part must fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right. First time around. Just add my, your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Tomorrow is going to be a post-game podcast. So, sorry, that's I didn't want to do a post-game podcast tomorrow. I wanted to do a mailbag. But no, the Celtics had to go and mess it up. So, post-game podcast tomorrow after, hopefully, they close it out in Atlanta. Trey Young is going to have his backcourt mate back. DeJounte Murray is back, and he was excited, Tom. He was very excited on uh, social media, um, praising God. Because God is very, very invested in the outcome of uh, Hawks Celtics. Um, big sports fan, that God. He's he's really, he's got a hand in all sports. It makes you wonder how he's got time to do anything else. Uh, yeah. and, There's a uh, lot of sports happening. Man. Yeah. So, uh, and then he, <laughs> he said something about y'all cheating, 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 cheating. God I is real. The devil is a lie. Tried to cheat to suspend me. We back to the A. That's the uh, transcript uh, of of him talking. Yes. Um, the caption for the video, back to the MFA. God, no, I'm a great person. And then fake-ass narratives don't hold weight. So, um, question. Tried to play, sorry, more. Tried to play with my character and send me home the wrong way. God, know my body and the ones around me or even the ones who met me know I stand on real principles and one of the greatest you'll ever come across. And I don't cheat the game. What the hell is he talking about, man? You bumped the ref. Shut up. You, you bumped the ref. DeJounte Murray is talking, right? <laughs> uh, I, this is a family podcast. Like, you know, DeJounte Murray is, is, is yeah. talking, you know. And, like, I, I'm fine with it, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't really care. I, I mean, I, it's like, look, he's happy. He's happy as team one. Back to the MFA. It's coming back to the <laughs> MFA. Like, good... Like I'm, you know, sure. Like he's wrong, but uh, like when people are talking redacted, like (laughs) you don't always make sense. You're not always right. He's okay. Yeah, Dejounte, you bump. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. You think the NBA looks at him saying cheating and and thinks that he's talking about the refs and finds him, which would be hilarious. That would be the funniest outcome here. Would be finding him for 
<laughs> derogatory comments about the officiating. They should. Like they, they should. Honestly, He's clearly they, talking about the refs. They should find him. I, I have that no would like, be again, so funny. I have, I don't care that he's like talking trash. No, but like he, but he should get fined for this because they didn't cheat him. He bumped a ref very clearly on purpose, scared him court. down, cl- like clearly said something, and that like derogatory, you know, language to the Come ref. Like on. that's like Dejounte deserves to be suspended. Of that course. was a no-brainer suspension. Like. Yeah, you should, Hawks you, people, everybody in the Hawks side, except for fans, obviously, but all the Hawks people, reporters I talk to, the podcasts, everybody, they're like, yeah, he's going to get suspended for a game. That's just what yeah, happens. Everybody, yeah. you know, except for, I think, Shaq. Like, that's it. Um, no, no, question, notoriously always correct Shaquille yes. O'Neal. <laughs> the real question here is, are they better or worse getting DeJounte Murray back? Because it felt like... It felt like like he he's not been all that great defensively. No. It feels like the drop coverage has been designed to kind of deal with him and his desire to take mid-range shots and floaters that he hits at a fair you know mid-range shots he hits at a pretty high level but you'll take Murray mid-range shots over the alternatives because even those are 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 still at like 50-60% versus lobs and putbacks and all that stuff. So here's the thing, right? We have talked redacted about Trey Young a lot in this hmm. series. Lots of redacted. A lot of redacted yeah. about Trey Young. People should hear us off the pod. Um, oh, man. Not redacted off the pod. Zero redactions. The thing is, like, Trey Young, when he's super high usage like this, you are running a That's- lot of risks as the Celtics because he's – like he can score, he can pass, like he, he can needs, do those things. And he needs that high usage to get there. He does. And like, you know what? I don't think it's like I don't think it's like a winning strategy like long term. I don't think it's a winning strategy deep into the playoffs, but it can win you some games. Yeah. And it won them game five. I don't think it's crazy to think that like having DeJounte Murray back like muddies that up a little bit. And honestly, I mean, you go back and watch, right? Like I, I think generally speaking, DeJounte Murray is a pretty decent defender. Like, I think he does a, like, I think he's generally pretty decent. He's too skinny for a lot of these Celtics players. Like, yeah, certainly Tatum, but like, you know, Brogdon, Brogdon's like, Brogdon is a built dude. Like, yeah, yeah. DeJounte Murray's really skinny. Like you, he can get moved aside. Um, I, I think, I, I don't think it's crazy to think that DeJounte might not help the Hawks coming back. I mean, like he could, like he's been shooting better than I expected him to shoot in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, generally speaking, like he's, um, he has not been a positive. I don't think like, you know, he's a lot of scoring, but not necessarily yeah. a positive here. here here's the, the fear. I would say if I'm thinking of it from the Hawks perspective, you just came off a game where Trey young was, you know, he finished strong 14 straight points to close the, the Celtics out. Talked about how he feels like he's figured some stuff out about the Celtics. Yeah. Like if you're the yeah. Celtics, it's like, I don't know. About okay. Yeah. If DeJounte Murray's on the floor. He's taking shots. Oh yeah, in the middle of Trey Young doesn't get all of those shots. Nope. When so is is Dejounte hitting at the same rate as Trey was? Because Trey got hot. Yep. You know, yep. and I don't think so. I think I think we're in a situation here where Murray is going to be like, oh yeah, Trey is feeling it. Let me get in on this action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all it takes is. 
one shot away from, we just talked about it with Jalen Brown. You, you got a guy that's cooking. Yep. And I'm not saying if Jason Tatum was off the floor, they, they would have won that game. But I tell you what, Jason wasn't exactly great down the stretch. And, yeah. you know, there's people who might believe, hey, you know what? If for some reason he got like a nosebleed and he couldn't finish the game and it was all on Jalen, maybe it would have gone a little bit differently and no one would have questioned anything. But regardless, when you got, when you got Murray in the game, I'm just saying that some of the things that went right for the Hawks, which is Trey Young just being a menace. And for all of my disrespect about Trey Young, because I, I, when I say he's overrated, I do not think he's the guy that can carry a team deep into the playoffs. They had that one run. I don't think you can build around that guy. I still feel the same way. Like he, he had that, that awesome game. doesn't change my overall opinion of him. He had a great game, you know, tip the cap, all that stuff. Totally. Good for him. Totally. But you're right. He's such a high usage guy. He's at his best when he's such a high usage guy that the, you know, does John Collins. That was what I was going to say. Yep. Does John Collins go for 20? Does he go for four of nine from three without Trey Young making all of those passes? Because a couple of those plays, just take two of those drives and put them into Jonte Murray's hands. That's not the same play. He's not finding the same guy. He's not getting the same shots. DeAndre Hunter getting shots from Trey Young. It's it's not just Trey missing out on chances to score. Trey Young is he had 13 assists. That's dangerous. Yep. So I I not saying like obviously DeJounte Murray is a good player and you want fewer good players on the floor, but also the mix is important. And DeJounte in the mix gives the Celtics another guy to attack, another guy that takes some of the flow away. And I think it's not a secret in Atlanta. Those two haven't quite fit all season long. So as, as you know, from the Celtics side, like, yeah, let's get that little wonky fit back in there and, and kind of see if it can throw them off again. There also seems to be this kind of weird galvanizing thing happening when guys get suspended or guys are out for a game in the playoffs. Like, if, you know, Joel Embiid goes out for, for game four, you know, the, the Sixers win anyway, the yeah, Draymond yeah, Green yeah. goes out, the Warriors go like win anyway. And I, I mean, it's like, it's like, yeah, DeJounte Murray was out, but like the Hawks replaced him with other NBA players who like, you know, sure. NBA players are great at basketball. It's like, I think, you know, you'd probably rather have DeJounte than not, but like, I don't know, other NBA players can step up too. And Trey Young yeah. stepped up even more in his absence. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily going to, that that is going to be the thing that like, oh man, now we're coming back to Boston for game seven, <laughs> which uh, I'm not saying we're not, I'm, I'm not saying right. we're not, but like, I'm, I'm going to tell you. By no means saying we're not. I just don't think DeJounte is going to be the reason if it happens. My my definitive predictions are done for the <laughs> Celtics right now. I just am not that this we are in weirdness world and anything can happen. I have something to say about that when we come back, though. Ooh, Tom throwing to break. I like <laughs> that. Also, when we come back, we'll talk about our path to through the east. We're recording this. As Milwaukee and Miami are playing. So I don't know what's happening there other than Milwaukee is up very early in the first quarter. We'll talk about all that next. First, the show brought to you by Ibotta. I-B-O-T-T-A. What's Ibotta? Well, you can earn cash back on every shopping trip. You go grocery shopping, uh, clothing shopping. You just go to the mall and just kind of mess around. Anything you do, any kind of shopping trip that you go on, Ibotta gives you 
cash back, real cash, not points, not fake, whatever, you know, bucks, whatever it's cash. And it's on hundreds of grocery items, personal care, uh, pantry goods. Now you can either link a loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. Super easy. Uh, the average Ibotta user earns $120 a year, uh, $120 a year in real cash back. You can use that on your next shopping trip. You can use that cash back to maybe you want to fly to Philadelphia for the second round. Oops. I wasn't supposed to make a definitive prediction. Yeah. Fly to Philadelphia for the second round. Uh, you can go to dinner, whatever. Uh, you can apply it to a grocery order. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points, not like other apps that give you points that don't really amount to much with Ibotta. You get the real cash back so you can get it right into your bank account, your PayPal, or on gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too. When you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. I know. Uh, yeah. So go to uh, Ibotta. Uh, Search for it on the in the Google Play or App Store. Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta and using the code locked on. When you register, just go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, use the code locked. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store. Use the code locked. All right, so Tom, I I still think the Celtics are gonna get out of this series. It, it could, weirdness can happen in game six. I I still expect the Celtics to win. They should win. Yeah. But they should have won this last game. And so you never know what's going to happen. Uh, like I said before, I'm not making a definitive prediction because I just don't trust these guys anymore. Right. And the point I wanted to make about that is I don't feel bad for my definitive predictions. Like, like I don't think you should either. I think the Celtics should have taken like because the Celtics should have taken care of business. Like the Celtics should feel bad about these predictions sure. that we made because we were right. They should have beaten this team. In <laughs> I love how we were right about a prediction we were wrong about. No, we were no, we were not wrong about. We were right. We, we were right. right. They we had them. <laughs> like, we were right. If they I had mean, literally, done, literally, they were up thirteen with six. What did? Yeah. What more honestly, of a prediction do you want from us? Right. Right. Honestly, thirteen with six minutes to go. The spread was thirteen. They should have covered that spread. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. But they're they're, they're not going to blow this series. Right. 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 They're not going to play. I mean, right. 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 They're going to play Philly. I've yeah, booked yeah. my hotel in Philly. Like okay. I'm going. Good. Either I'm going and I'm not going to go to watch Philly play Atlanta. <laughs> so uh look, we're we're doing this so oh, wow, I'm looking at the score. Miami Miami and Milwaukee basically it's a one point game. Oh, uh early on. Who knows how this is going to go? The Knicks the Knicks beat the Cavs. Four games to one. The Cavs just choked. I legitimately was sitting like, I, I was like, man, I don't know who I would pick between Cleveland and Milwaukee. I was like, that was going to be my spicy take because I like yeah. Cleveland so much. And now it's like, well, hmm. <laughs> people were like, no, John, when I was saying you got to go for that top seed because I kind of didn't want to, you know, deal with Philadelphia and just let somebody else deal with yeah, it. Like, yeah. No, no, you don't, you don't want to deal with the Cavaliers, man. You don't want to deal with Cleveland. They went out. Weak. They went out real weak. They went out sad. Yeah. It's possible the the Heat are gonna beat Milwaukee. They're up three one. So is it is it impossible that Jimmy Butler beats the Knicks? <laughs> like 
No, it's not impossible. I don't think it's impossible. The Celtics, yeah. I still believe in their matchups against Philly. Absolutely. The I, East, I mean, look, I'm 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 pissed that these guys didn't learn the lessons that that they went out there and messed around and extended this series. I still feel like they're only extending the series. If they lose the series, it would be an abomination. It would be absolutely it would be franchise changing. Like things would change. There would be the like summer. you would have to look at yeah. the seriously look at what the hell you have. Yes. Because you cannot have this team play this well up 3-1 and then choke that series away. Mm-hmm. You would have to have a franchise changing conversation because that would be uh just a disaster. I do not expect that disaster. I don't either. Joel I'm Bede. known to be fairly negative, and I do not expect that. <laughs> Joel Embiid still hobbled, even though the Celtics screwed up and gave him a couple extra days. If he's not 100%, the matchups look even better. And that's a one- to two-week injury, right? Like that's, yeah. that's what the prognosis is. So, yeah. So, these guys better look up and see the opportunity in front of them. Because... God damn it. It's right there. Mm-hmm. It's right there. The Hawks, you, you, you screwed up. You play, you're playing one extra game. It should be one extra game. Okay. Yes. Philly, you should beat them. Yep. Knicks or Miami, Cinderella run. You should beat them. Yep. Does anybody in the West, we're watching these playoffs. Does anybody in the West scare you? No. Memphis, I mean, I'm looking at the, I'm watching here. Memphis, the Warriors, is the, the Warriors, Warriors sure. I mean, like, you know, you could like, that's the funny thing about the West is you could look at the West and it's all the OGs who should scare yeah. you. Kevin Durant. Yeah. I mean, the Suns, you know, they're like, who knows like how cohesive they'll be by that point. But Kevin Durant should scare you. The, the Lakers are not a perfect basketball team, but LeBron James is, should scare you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, it's like, it's like the OG teams. Those are the ones it's that it's Steph like, Curry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, my thing with the Celtics is like after, okay, you deserve like, so, so I wasn't game three, you lose that one. Sure. Like you, you said it, you know, you said it well, I think like a team is going to get hot sometimes. No problem. That happening twice, you don't, not great. Right. Like, but Trey did get really hot down the stretch. The Celtics still should have won that game and they deserved to get kind of like, you know, fricasseed after that game, right? Like they deserved to get kind of like just like roasted it. by everyone. Yeah. And they, and they did like, and I think if they win game six, it's basically what's going to happen is it's going to be this kind of like when, when you're young and like your parents tell you to do something and you don't do it. And then they yell at you and then you do it. And it's like, you don't get any credit for that. You don't get any credit for like, if you, like for doing the thing after you got yelled at for yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to kind of be the vibe is it's kind of like, well, they won. It felt gross, but hey, they're moving on. It's a yeah, Sixers. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Like if that's what happens, if they win in game six, I mean, especially if they win big in game six, then it's like gross, but okay, whatever. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Get, right, get to work. Right. Get to work on Philly. It's you then know, you got to move forward. You got to you you refocus. That's all they can do. Like that's, that's what everybody talked about post game. And like, honestly, as annoying as it is to, to hear everybody say like, well, we got to move on to the next game. We got to move on to the next game. They are right. There's nothing they can do about game five now. It's it's over. Yeah. Like they screwed up and like they deserve to hear, like, you know, 
But yeah, they they deserve to get yelled at for a couple yeah, of days about it. Like, what are the they angry Greek to do? yelling at them for forty yeah. minutes in the podcast? We deserve that. But like, what are they supposed to do? They have to move on. Dwelling on right. it isn't going to help anything. So yeah, here we are. Right. Um. So I just I just want them to understand, and this is like this is Al Horford, Blake Griffin, Malcolm Brogdon. Hey guys, okay, we screwed up. But understand where we are. Understand where we are. Beat this team. Philly, we got them. The road is there for us. The champion. I mean, that's it. Boston Boston should win a championship this season. They should win the championship this season. It's theirs if they want to go get it. Just go get it. Yeah, I mean, and weird stuff happens, right? Like, sure, like, yeah, of course. Weird stuff happens, like, you know, like it's still early in the playoffs, but like you just don't get that many chances to win a title. And, and like everybody on this team knows that at this point, like this, like everybody who's part of the core has been here for a while. They know how hard it is to win a championship. Derek white hasn't been here that long. He, he went to the finals last year and they didn't win. Like he knows like yeah, Malcolm Brogdon's been on several teams. He knows Al Horford's been on a million teams. He knows like they know the stakes. So mm-hmm. like, you know, all right, let's, uh, let's see it guys. Let's, let's see, see it. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see it. All right. Tomorrow's a post game pod. So Tom, thank you for hopping on. Appreciate you, man. We, uh, approach all of this stuff. Like it's life or death. Um, that our very existence depends on the Celtics winning and losing. Um, and that's the beauty of sports. We get to do that. And then, we face our days. Um, but then every once in a while perspective smacks you in the face and, um, Celtics, uh, VP of public relations, Heather Walker passed away on Wednesday morning after a battle with brain cancer for, uh, a couple of years. Now I'm not going to pretend I knew Heather very well, she was there when I started out in the beat and she was just great to me. She, you know, we got to know each other a little bit, certainly not as much as other people on the beat who had been there for a while. She'd been with the Celtics for a little while, but man, she was just always so great. So great to me. So accommodating, so sweet, so nice, so helpful. And after her diagnosis, you got to see the strength, the power of who she is, who she was, and her desire to help others and and make the world a better place. The world is a worse place today because we lost Heather Walker. My thoughts go out to her family, her husband, her two daughters, the Celtics family who loved her very much. Um, this is a this is a tough day for everybody. Um, no matter how long you knew Heather felt like you knew her very well. Um, we will definitely miss Heather Walker. The world will miss Heather Walker. Good people like that are tough to lose, especially at 52. So, uh, thoughts out to her and her family. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and being part of my family every day. When I do a podcast, I do podcasts for everybody hoping to make your days a little bit better. So hopefully this This journey that we're on, as frustrating as it might be, um, 
makes makes everybody's life a little bit better. And uh, yeah, hopefully the Celtics cooperate and make us smile a little bit too. But hug your families, man, because you just don't know what's going to happen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you next time here on the Lockdown Celtics Podcast.